Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, chatbots are talking. The history of drag. And Tressie McMillan Totten. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. for you tonight. Donald Trump is now beefing with the Constitution. Dulce Sloan gets into drag and artificial intelligence could replace us all or has it already. So, let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. All right. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world, starting with the World Cup. On Saturday, the world's biggest sporting event kicked off the round of 16 with the Netherlands scoring yet another victory and the United States learning firsthand why they call it the knockout stages. (laughs) And this was especially humiliating for the US because the Dutch team plays in those little wooden shoes, so... (laughs) But, But don't be sad, don't be sad. The good news for America is the next World Cup will be in the US. Yeah. Which means which means all the players will be allowed to use guns. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry, don't worry. They can't use their hands to shoot them. Should be interesting. (laughs) In international news, after months of protests over its strict hijab laws, Iran is reportedly considering abolishing its infamous morality police. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. And if that happened, it would be wild. Iran might defund the police before Milwaukee. Speaking of morality police, some news out of the U.S. Supreme Court. This morning, the justices heard arguments on whether a Colorado-based web designer can refuse to build websites for gay weddings, which she says violates her religious beliefs. And I'm sorry, but what is this web designer's process that making a wedding website violates her religious beliefs? It's just like, okay, I'm adding your hotel block info, time and date of ceremony, a hardcore video of the two of you ripping each other, and done! (laughs) Out of here, man. 
All right, let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day, starting with Twitter. It's what Elon Musk bought for his midlife crisis instead of a Lamborghini. <laughs> Over the weekend, Elon released the so-called Twitter files, which many conservatives had hoped would prove that Twitter colluded with Democrats to censor news about Hunter Biden's laptop during the 2020 election. Instead, they mostly just showed the Biden campaign asking Twitter to take down nude photos of Hunter Biden. <laughs> so yeah, sorry everyone, if you wanna see naked people, you've gotta go to every other website on the internet, I guess. <laughs> So the Twitter files turned out to be a major letdown for conservatives, right? There was no proof of a conspiracy to help defeat Donald Trump, but you know who doesn't care about any of that? Donald Trump. Former President Donald Trump's false claims about the 2020 election now have him calling for the Constitution to be terminated. With the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democratic Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner, or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Yeah, that's right. The Republican frontrunner for president of the United States wants to terminate the Constitution <laughs> because Twitter wouldn't allow him to see Hunter Biden's dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I wanna see the pee pee. I wanna see it. I wanna see what I'm dealing with. If you want to see Hunter Biden's dick, just get a bag of cocaine like everyone else, Mr. President. Also, why is this still news? Can anyone tell me? Like, why is this still even a headline? Donald Trump thinks this undermines the election. He thinks that about everything. Everything. However the math equation starts, his answer is always the same. Doesn't matter where it is. Like, a waiter could come up like, I'm sorry, sir, the kitchen says we've run out of the Mickey Mouse pancakes. This is the last straw. We need to redo the election. <laughs> We do have the Donald Duck waffles. It's too late, I'm storming the Capitol. I'll have those to go, please. <laughs> and look, I get that Trump doesn't like to lose, but my man, 2020 is over. You've gotta move on. You know, Trump is like one of those guys who never stops trying to get back with his ex. Like he's, he's texting her years later like, hey, you up? And she's like, yeah, I'm up with my kids from my marriage. <laughs> I'm like, oh, still playing hard to get, huh? I like that, I like that. But honestly, though, what a, what a start to the Trump 2024 campaign. First, he had dinner with Nazi lovers. Now he's calling to scrap the Constitution. What's next? Was he gonna give the Lincoln Memorial enormous boobs and still <laughs> the GOP's gonna come out like, well, I personally would have gone with a tasteful recap, but I think uh, <laughs> President Trump's heart is in the right place. <laughs> But enough of Trump and his craziness. Let's calm things down with a news story out of Tampa, Florida, where we finally found the answer to the quantum physics paradox. What happens when a police officer pulls over the chief of police? Tampa's top cop has been placed on administrative leave after she flashed her badge, apparently using her status as police chief to get out of a traffic stop. After the deputy proceeds to explain to them why they were being pulled over, which by the way, was because they, they were driving a golf cart on a public road without the appropriate tags, this happened. Is your camera on? It is. I'm the police chief in Tampa. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay. I'm hoping that you'll just let us go tonight. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. All right, folks. Well, uh, have a good night. Oh, all right. If you ever need anything, call me. Okay. Serious. All right. 
appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am, you're welcome, sir. Thank so. you for your service. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what's funnier in that video. First of all, first of all, I think it's crazy that she asks if the officer's body cam is on before incriminating herself. <laughs> right? Because what was she gonna do if the body camera was off? Oh, it's not recording. Quick, dog whapping off of the head. Let's get out of here. Just hit him. And secondly, I love how she does that thing. Like, if you notice it, she does that thing that white people do where, where they act like it hurts them to pull rank over you. You see that thing where she, she's like, she's like, do you know, uh, it turns out I'm the, I'm the chief of police. Yeah, that's... I, di I didn't want to bring it up, but I am. White people love doing that shit. Yeah, they'll be at a hotel like, oh, can I get a late checkout from my room? Be like, I'm sorry, sir, we can't accommodate you. Oh, but I do own the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'm Brad Radisson. Yeah. Uh, that's what I love about black people. There's no pretending. You know, black people aren't pretending that it pains them to wield their power over you. They'll just tell you. Be like, sorry, sir, we can't do a late checkout for you. Like, late checkout for me, bitch, I own this hotel. <laughs> Shit, I check out when I want. You gonna tell Daquan Radisson when he can check out of his own hotel? I tell you, you can check out. <laughs> now, after this video came out, the mayor of Tampa suspended this police chief. And because of the pressure, she was forced to resign, which can I just say is the biggest waste of a scandal of all time. <laughs> this is what you use your power. You realize there are police chiefs who have stolen millions of dollars in drug money. Meanwhile, she's out here like, yeah, I pulled some strings and drove super slow on the highway. <laughs> but enough about that. Let's move on to a story that had the internet buzzing all weekend. And it's about artificial intelligence, which by the way, is not when you regurgitate an Atlantic article and act like you thought of it for yourself. No, <laughs> for years, people have been wondering when we would see the next step in natural language processing from the world of AI. And it looks like the future is already here. A new artificial intelligence is astounding the internet with its ease of use and human-like writing ability. ChatGPT was open to the public last weekend, and many have already posted their interactions with the bot. So far, it's written television scripts, fixed coding errors, and even explained scientific concepts in the voice of a pirate. Yeah, that's right. For years, people have been saying, robots might be able to pack boxes, but they will never be able to write a poem like human beings. Well, it turns out your shitty poetry has some competition. Because I don't know if you've used this chatbot, but it is insane. Not only can it understand a question you're asking, and then teach you about the most complicated topics. It can design a lesson plan, it can give you the information, and it's not regurgitating it, it's explaining it to you. It can also write out the answers as if a pirate was teaching you. <laughs> you understand how amazing that is? Like, quantum physics is what, but a pirate on top of the, like, I wish I had this technology as a kid. The only reason I failed any subject is because the teacher was boring. <laughs> but if Blackbeard was teaching me about physics, I would have remembered everything. Yeah, light operates as both a wave and a particle. <laughs> the same way you can operate as both a human and fish food. Walk the plank, Obviously, now obviously, obviously, this technology has a lot of people asking, is this going to replace my job as a teacher or as a receptionist, a journalist, or even an author? And the truth is, we don't really know. But 
It is interesting to see how our fears about AI have shifted radically over the years, right? In the 80s and the 90s, we thought that in the future, people would be like, these damn machines are wiping out the human race. <laughs> and now our fear is that in the future, we're gonna be like, these damn machines keep writing love letters to my wife. <laughs> She's gonna leave me. <laughs> and you gotta admit, you gotta admit, it's weird that we're this obsessed with robots talking like humans, but we all hate talking to actual humans, right? <laughs> Like, everyone's using this like, whoa, it's like I'm talking to my mom. It's like, hey, your, your mom's actually calling you right now. Ah, let it go to voicemail, let it go to voicemail. <laughs> ah, ask it if it's proud of me. All right, that's it for the headlines, but before we go to break, it's time to check in on all the latest social media trends with our very own Ronnie Chang, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie Grabber. Thank you, thank you. All right. happening online? Well, I've been pouring through tweets, Instagrams, OnlyFans, TikToks, Snapchats, OnlyFans, 4chans, Mastodons, OnlyFans again. And now I'm mentally ill. Here's what's trending. The World Cup, where for 90 minutes, two countries can put politics aside and hate each other based on pure ethnicity. Today, Croatia beat Japan and Brazil knocked South Korea out. And the thing about the World Cup is that when you come from a country like me, Malaysia, that's never in the World Cup, all you can do is cheer for people who look a little bit like you. <laughs> Japan, Korea. And then when they get eliminated, you just cheer for whoever's not white. So, <laughs> France. But, the big story of the day, as you said, was the AI chatbot, the f***ing Charles Dickens robot trying to make Siri look illiterate. Personally, I don't like this bot, okay? Because every time you ask it a question, it cranks out a 10,000 word think piece. Relax, we got enough humans with opinions. I don't need my Roomba to develop a hot take on anti-Semitism. And, and by the way, did I miss an update or something? Because we got robots writing sonnets here, and, but every time I call Verizon, that robot came and recognized me saying yes. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's bring back the picture AI. Bring back that one, that one was cool. They were putting Drake in the Matrix. Now that was useful, all right? And if you don't recognize this, that means that you're not on black Twitter enough because that shit was popping, all right? Follow me at Stir Fry Hotep. And, and by the way, it's a joke for the black people. And by the way, I know you're saying this AI is gonna take over a lot of jobs, okay? And maybe it will, but I'm not worried about it taking over comedy jobs because AI can't do what we do, all right? AI doesn't have the emotion, the artistry, or the fundamental ability to get hit in the balls. And as we know, nothing is as funny as getting hit in the balls. I mean, the magic of what we do is not a mathematical equation that can just be, ow, ow, ow. You see that? You see that, Trevor? Ow. You see how funny that was? An AI bot can never do that. So you can kiss my ass, R2D2. Everyone's so excited about this thing, but I mean, look, look at what people are tweeting about it. I mean, just look at, look at this guy. Look at this idiot. What, oh, <laughs> AI is the future. Oh, wow, what a, what a genius. Did this guy go to MIT? I mean, what's, what's he gonna predict next? That Apple will come up with a new iPhone next year? 
I mean, I hope this guy's a bot because no human would write anything that's stupid. Anyway, Trevor, I, I gotta go meet this uh, really hot woman online. She really likes me and she's smart as hell and she talks like a pirate. So I'll see you later, loser. Well, good luck with that, Ronnie. That sounds like a real fun. All right, when we come back, Dulce Sloan is gonna school all of us on drag, so don't go away. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The Daily Show. Drag shows are going through a tumultuous time in America. On the one hand, it's never been more popular. But on the other hand, it's become the target of huge right-wing backlash, as we saw just this weekend in Ohio. Demonstrators protested a drag storytelling event in Ohio over the weekend. It was supposed to take place at a church, but was canceled because of safety concerns. Well, several dozen members of the far-right Proud Boys and Patriot Front stood along the roads touting guns and face masks. Some chanted, Reclaim America. Others gave a Nazi salute. You know, I, I don't know if it's a chemical reaction or a genetic predisposition, but any time a white man covers his face in white fabric, Ain't no good coming after that. <laughs> because all over America, more and more stories like this are popping up, right? Where grown men are showing up to drag shows to fight the tyranny of people wearing dresses and having fun. Which you've got to admit is a little ironic, isn't it? Yeah? It's just these guys running around angry like, these grown men dressing up in these ridiculous costumes, it's not right! <laughs> are you in the military, sir? Oh, uh, no, but the character I roleplay as is a Navy SEAL. Yeah, do you like it? Do you like it? And conservatives, conservatives will give different reasons for why drag must be stopped. You know, some say it's immoral. Some say that it sexualizes kids. Some say that Monet Exchange should have won season seven of All Stars, and they'll never forgive RuPaul for that. 
If you ask us, this just shows how little conservatives know about drag. So here to educate all of us is our very own Dulce Sloan. Drag dates all the way back to the world's most ancient civilizations. I'm talking the Incas, the Aztecs, the Egyptians. Basically, anyone that could build a pyramid also had a fierce walk. I mean, why do you think every man, woman, and eagle in ancient Egyptian art had a smoky eye? Now, drag was originally done in these ancient civilizations for tribal and religious ceremonies. It's pretty much how priests got started wearing moo-moos. It wasn't until modern times that drag played a role in entertainment. And not just any entertainment. I'm talking about the bad bitch bard himself, Shakespeare. Back in this time, men dressed in drag to play women's roles. Although that was really less about drag and more about keeping women out of acting. Me thinks that doth be some bullshit, Horatio. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, the stage was pretty much the only place drag was acceptable. It wasn't until the 18th century in England that drag performers started to express themselves outside the theater. They met at private residences where they could safely dress as their female alter egos, and those places became known as Molly Houses. And it was at these Molly Houses where the first prominent drag queen was born, Princess Serafina. She was the first drag queen to take her drag out of the privacy of the Molly Houses and into public events like masquerade balls. And it was a big deal and incredibly brave because it meant volunteering to deal with catcalling. Now, while 18th century England gave us drag queens, 19th century America gave us drag balls. It's the only time queens colonized the country and made it better. One of the most famous drag performers at that time was a former enslaved African named William Dorsey, the Queen Swan. Dorsey slayed so hard, he went on to become a pioneer of modern ballroom culture. Now, there are no existing photos of the queen herself, because how dare you? She was too glamorous to have her image captured by you peasants, no! But for reference, historians believe her look was probably something like this. Now, that is fashion. Come through, Bridgerton. America's drag balls brought the culture to the next level. In Harlem, they became so popular that men and women would come from all over to present their looks to a panel of judges, pageant style. And you know, there's something comforting in knowing that even hundreds of years ago, people were telling someone to their face that they were a messy bitch whose outfit is trash. Ah, the circle of life. In the early 1900s, one of the top drag performers was William Dalton, or better known by his drag name, Julian Eltich. Damn, look at those outfits. They can play both leads in Casablanca. Just look how good her makeup is. And that was before Wet n Wild. She pulled that off with house paint and beet juice. Julian was able to take her drag mainstream by performing on Broadway and even in front of King Edward VII. I mean, of course he liked it. That dude could rock a cape. In fact, the king was so impressed, he gifted Julian with a bulldog, which personally, I don't think is a great prize. I prefer trophies that don't need to shit three times a day. Drag balls then exploded throughout the 1920s and 30s. But like with most things, popularity brings out the haters. Mainstream actors started linking them to homosexuality, and soon masquerade laws were passed, prohibiting cross-dressing in public. And you know what that meant? That's right, the Harry Styles World Tour was canceled. <laughs> Due to these laws, drag went underground again. And it wasn't until the late 80s that it returned to the mainstream. But when it came back, oh, it came back in a big way. Drag performers were featured in major motion pictures, including one of the best known sisters of the silver screen, Divine, who starred in the movie Hairspray and was the inspiration for the Disney character, Ursula. Damn. Curvy, incredible singing voice, and impeccable taste. 
Are you sure we're not talking about me? <laughs> Thanks to all these brave drag performers, today we have hit shows featuring drag queens, and we have a good reason to eat a meal as beautiful as brunch. So to all the outraged conservatives trying to drag drag through the mud, open a history book. Now I know you hate those, but now they have pictures. Because when we come back, New York Times best-selling author, Tracy McMillan Potter will be joining me right here on the show. You don't want to miss it. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Today's show. My guest tonight is a professor at UNC Chapel Hill and a New York Times columnist. She's one of my favorite guests, so I'm delighted to have her back on the show. Please welcome Tressy McMillan Cotton. Tressie McMillan Cotton, welcome back to The Daily Show. Welcome back to me indeed. It's a pleasure to be back. Right, or, or do I say professor? I, I, I'd love to know what you prefer because you, you have so many prestigious titles. You know, it's with New York Times bestselling author, or you know, it could be professor, it could be MacArthur. Is it a genius grant that they give you? You can say that. I think <laughs> I, I'm not supposed to say that. Oh. The, the foundation would prefer not. But oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they say you're a genius, but they're, not, they're like, you're not allowed to say it of yourself. Exactly. Kind of like your mother tells you some things are best said about I you by others. I see. Yeah. Oh, you're amazing, but don't ever think that about yourself. Huh. I, and, yeah. That's yeah. A, well, well, then I will say to you, the genius professor that is Tracy, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very and, much. And, and one time... What a time to have you on. Because, you know, there, there are a few people who I've enjoyed um, learning from, engaging with, um, studying. Because you're not just a professor, you're a sociologist. You're somebody who looks at the world, you study what has happened, what is happening, and how you think it will happen going forward. Mm -hmm. And right now feels like an interesting time of everythingness 
going on. Let, let's start with you know one of our favorite platforms that we chat on all the time, mm -hmm. Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's been a really interesting time on Twitter right now. Right? Yes, that's with, an understatement. I, I try, I try, yes, I specialize yes. in those. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to know your opinion yeah. on Twitter itself and how we see its role in our society. There are some who say, because it is a business, Elon can do whatever he wants. He paid it, he paid for it, he can take it, he can, he can do as he pleases. On the other hand, there are people who are saying, Elon taking over Twitter, which has become this public square, only goes to show how you know dangerous it can be to have billionaires defining what everybody else can speak or what, what, what their speech might or may not be. And all of those things are true. They are not true to my mind in equal parts. So I think the, the bigger story here uh, is that we outsourced the public square to the private sector. Right, oh. Twitter becomes, or it feels like the public square, but it has never operated in practice as a public square. It cannot, it is not owned by the state or by the people. And in fact, one of the things that uh, minority people, uh, queer people have said for years about Twitter is that they could not participate the same way that really powerful brands could participate or politicians or particular, especially trolls. Uh, and so in a true public square, there would be some way for people to talk back, right, to the powers that be. That's never been Twitter. That's never been any social media platform. That is the difference between a business and something that is truly public. So it is a business. Uh, Elon Musk can buy it, as he was eventually, you know, forced to do. Um, <laughs> You know, he wrote a check and then his behind had to cash it. And that's how we find ourselves here, uh, that we have used it to try to express sort of, you know, right, people right, power right. does not mean that the people own it or have any authority over it. What that says to me and what I think it says to many other people is that there should be a public space. We are in an information society. Information is power mm -hmm, and it is money. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have a civic public square that exists on the internet. Elon Musk buying Twitter would not have mattered if the state was competing with Twitter. That's interesting. Yeah. But, but do you think, but do you think, you know, many of these ideas are sound, except when you add in that the state in question would be America. Yes, you know? that's no, and, and, no, and, I, and I, I mean this not because of America's ineptness or anything, but rather because America sees everything through the lens of, you know, left or right, Democrat, Republican, yes. always. It doesn't matter what the yeah. issue is. And it feels like America itself would never be able to create something like this because both sides wouldn't agree on what the thing should or shouldn't be. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we see this debate about everything that is publicly governed, yeah. particularly our schools, right? Uh, where we cannot agree on whether or not our schools are indoctrinating our children Yes. or should be preparing them for the economy of the future. Somehow, Americans want it to do both, right? Don't teach my children anything, but make sure that they can be competitive <laughs> in the economy of the future. Uh, but you know what? That is the mess of democratic participation. It does not mean that we get it right. Mm -hmm. It means that there is a way to get it right sometimes. Hmm. So we don't have to have the whole thing figured out for us to invest in publicness. So one of, uh, you know, I teach at a public university mm -hmm. in North Carolina, uh, and I teach a lot of students who will go on to work in libraries and in the information sector. You know, libraries are, to me, the shining example on the hill of what a public space can be. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. But do they welcome people into them and meet people where they are? Absolutely. Can America do that? Yes. Now, do we have to fight to do it every step of the way? Absolutely. 
But we can have that fight. Mm -hmm. You can't have that fight when an entity is owned by a single megalomaniac. Huh. <laughs> you know, when, when, we, when we talk about these spaces and we talk about these ideas and we talk about these conversations, there's no denying that Twitter and many places like it have benefited from the diverse array of voices that have now oh. been part of the platform. You know, you, you wouldn't know what was happening on the ground in the same way in Iran were it not for Twitter. Exactly. You know, you wouldn't know what was happening on the ground in the same way in Charlottesville were it not for Twitter. It, it, it has become, as you say, it has the illusion at times of a public square, but many people have used it to that effect. I, I would love to know, you know, from your perspective, as somebody who has seen your own journey, yeah. you know, from general obscurity to now becoming somebody whose voice is so respected and recognized. You know, you write for the New York Times as part of their op-ed. You, you, you're shaping people's opinions. How do you find the balance, or, or how do you inspire people you mm -hmm. teach to think critically about the world that they're living in? Because half of the things we know are taught to us. And then at some point we have to decipher between what we've been taught is the truth and then what is the truth or where the gray even exists. How, how do you even begin that journey as a teacher and as a learner who's constantly, because you're uh, constantly learning? Well, I think that is part of it. I try to always be a learner. It's really easy, I think, <clears throat> to develop and grow in your career and forget how overwhelming it is to learn something new for the first time. So I try to be an idiot as much as humanly possible. I love that. I love uh, that. I, you, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I enroll in something, I take up something that I'm just absolutely horrible at doing because I want to feel how vulnerable it feels to learn. And it is a very vulnerable space. Right. So when I am feeling generous, I think that there is a not insignificant part of the American public that isn't so much afraid of the other as they are of being ignorant. And some people would rather be angry than stupid. Interesting. And so figuring it out is actually really hard. This is something I've learned uh, as I've taught people. Uh, and so there's a certain amount of, of vulnerability I think we have to uh, share with each other to say that just because I've achieved something in one part of the world mm -hmm. or in one profession doesn't mean I know everything. Now the challenge for us <laughs> is that we have a culture that absolutely likes to turn every success story into a universal story yes. of genius, yes. right? So you founded Facebook and now you can solve world hunger as if those have anything to do with each other. Uh, you know, so that is a problem of the culture, but I don't right. think it has to be that way. And I actually think one of the good things about Twitter has been how many people have been willing to model learning in public mm -hmm. so that other people could see that it doesn't have to strip you of your status uh, or your position, that learning can happen without you, you know, flailing about. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'll miss that about Twitter. It As ends, in it's gone? You think no, it's I, it ends eventually. Listen, oh, all okay. social media apps end. Right. Uh, there'll be something new, obviously, but I don't know that anything else would be able to capture. That was mm -hmm. one of the best things about Twitter. Um, it was a space for people to see different kinds of genius. I like that. That you could be a good in one domain, still learning in another domain, that you could risk it. It is something uh, that I enjoyed doing personally. And I think that it was never the, the app's intention. Listen, mm -hmm. people turned it into that. That right. is not what it was designed to do. Do you think that's because we innately want to do that as human beings? I do. I, I have to believe that human beings are fundamentally curious. And social media is only popular because we're curious. 
we go there because we want to see. We're nosy. We, you know, we, we want to rubberneck the world, you know? Uh, and so what it has done, it is, it's made it profitable, made our curiosity profitable. Right. Uh, and it has made our curiosity uh, politically polarized. But that doesn't mean the curiosity is bad. I actually think it is a thing that separates us, you know, from the rest of, uh, well, no, the animal kingdom. I don't want to, I don't want to throw shade on animals. Animals are good. They I are mean, pretty curious. Yeah. They actually are pretty curious. Yeah. I think at heart we're apes if we're lucky. Right. You know? Right. Uh, but it does separate us, I think, from like a brick wall. It does yeah. indeed. It does indeed. Shade to all the bricks has been thrown. That is correct. The animals have been spent. <laughs> I could talk to you. I could talk to you for hours, but that's why we have your books. That's why we have some of your tweets. Thank you again for joining me on the show. Thank you for oh, everything. Thank you. Everything you have. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. One more time. Tristan McMillan is talking to everybody. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back after this. Thank you again. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. But before we go, before we go, this holiday season, consider supporting Feeding America, the largest hunger relief organization in the United States. They work to get nourishing food from farmers, manufacturers, and retailers to uh, our neighbors while addressing the root causes of hunger. So if you can support them in their work, then please donate at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, the robots can't take your job if you're already unemployed. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 